to another episode of Bougie and Unbothered. Sasha here. And Kim. So I wanted to talk about this idea. It's a little bit on the deep side, but I really just kind of wanted to think through just kind of the trends that we're seeing. Not even a trend, but just kind of a movement that we're seeing in dating and interracial dating. Kind of, you know, how does that impact, you know, where we're at right now and and what were some of the origins of a particular type of interracial dating. So, you know, in thinking about um, kind of black men, especially with white women, I think that that's something that, you know, we could all acknowledge has had a tendency to strike a chord with a lot of black women. I'm going to say all, but a lot of black women Mm -hmm. um, where you know, it, it kind of looks like a sellout type of thing or, you know, why is this person not with a black woman? It feels like almost like a mass abandonment. Um, and I think that that's kind of like the sentiment behind why a lot of black women would have reactions to seeing black men with white women. But then kind of thinking about like, you know, the backstory and the origins of some of those relationships, I think that, you know, we have to dig a little deeper. We want to dig a little deeper in terms of, you know, are we really being very fair to some of these black men, you know, and lumping everybody in the category of, you know, they just sold out. They just don't want to deal with black women. Um, And so we really kind of want to take a a moment to focus on the nerdy black man that, you know, couldn't really get girls coming up. Black women weren't checking for them. So maybe they, you know, were just originally very attracted and very drawn to black women. But, you know, and kind of thinking about some of the things we've talked about before in terms of like, you know, wanting a rough neck, having mm-hmm. a very particular idea of what, you know, it means to be a man, it, particularly in the black community and kind of these like over exaggerated um, characteristics of masculinity that, you know, I think a lot of us also have been brought up to be very attracted to, you know, it kind of left those men that did not exhibit those characteristics out in the cold. And so, you know, enter the white woman or the non-black woman to kind of be there to pick up the pieces. We can name names. So who you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) Who you thinking about as some examples? So, I mean, in particular, I know that, you know, we've seen this pretty recently in terms of like the internet and Donald Glover Mm -hmm. and, you know, him being now an emerging, even though he's been around for a very long time, but an emerging, you know, strong voice in like a, a black movement of mm-hmm. empowerment mm-hmm. and really kind of making his his work, his very recent work, um, you know, speak for that. And a lot of people, you know, in Atlanta and all of that. And so a lot of people, I think, had the assumption or maybe, you know, people weren't either thinking about his dating life or his, his home life or maybe there was the assumption that he was with a white, I mean, a black woman. And then, you know, a photo surfaced that you see him, his white fiance and their child. Mm -hmm. And then there was like this visceral reaction um, from a lot of the black community, not even just women, about, oh, I can't believe that, you know, he's supposed to be so woke. How is he with the white woman? Mm -hmm. But let's 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 take a look at the flip side and let's let's go back to basics. And let's see in this example, he walks around with floral button down shirt <laughs> um yes. cargo pants maybe at best shorts, um, cargo shorts yeah, boat yes. shoes right boat shoes um signature cardigan sweaters mm-hmm. grandfather sweaters probably with holes in them mm-hmm. if you saw this man walking down the street ladies 
you know full well you would not want a piece of that. Like there is, like there's, <laughs> there's nothing, like there's nothing attractive to yeah, you about that. Like you're it. not checking for them. So you know, looking at that, but then maybe that white woman or another woman is checking for him because she's not really thinking about that and she's she wants to engage him, right? And I think that like you know her idea of masculinity is different yeah. is not as over exaggerated as I think, you know, we've come to know it to be in the black community. Right. So, you know, in in concert with the fact that like, yeah, he's not walking around looking the flyest. Like right. he's he's not like, you know, dripped down in like the latest of whatever like, you know, the acceptable fashion would be for, you know, mm-hmm. a very masculine man at the time. He also does not exude this like you know over aggression that i think that you know a lot of women you know have come to really kind of look for our swag right like now like the the current term is swag um and i know that that term has kind of changed over the years and then also you know the way that he talks like you know he's not over here with like the the deep voice with the you know the hood type of speech like nothing like that yeah, I mean, to your point, you know, there, there's always these, you know, visceral reactions to, you know, black men dating outside their race. But if we, you know, take a look, a lot of these men, nobody really w- was checking for them anyway. Throw yeah. Donald Glover, Wayne Brady. Yep. Um, <laughs> Tay Diggs. I mean, you know, just throw them all away. <laughs> like, no, no one was interested in them. Although I do probably feel like Tay Diggs probably could. <sighs> felt like that was coming. I um, felt like Tay Diggs really had opportunities. Um, but, you know, whatever. Love is love. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, no. In, in all honesty, though, it's funny because... I mean, I, I have a very different reaction every single time I see an interracial couple where it's a black man dating a white woman or a woman outside of the black race. I would say a good 70% of the time, I'm cool. I like, you know, I'm just like, you know what? Oh, 70%? Yeah, okay. love is love, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then there's 30% of the time where I don't know if it's just like they caught me on an off day. I wasn't wasn't (laughs) expecting it. I don't really know. And then, you know, I might catch myself in my feelings about it or I might catch myself having a reaction to it. And then and then I have to think about that. But what's interesting about that is that, you know, even just from personal experience, like I will say, like, you know, one of my brothers is kind of similar to that, where it's just like, yeah, we grew up in the suburbs. I've talked about that before. Yeah. So, you know he's very like me he's just the male version where it's just like he he's not he's not from the hood he don't have hood speech mm-hmm. you know his pants hood are speech. up <laughs> he doesn't have hood he uses, speech he uses the belt like he uses above, the belt his waist. above his waist okay. now, it's not cinching his waist but okay. it's above his waist his okay. pants his pants fit properly you know he's wearing polos mm-hmm. and you know different things like that he's you know very masculine but at the same time like he's not aggressive he's you know, he's a very, like, professional type of man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so growing up, you know, he, it was a similar type of situation where it's just like he was very attracted to black women. He always loved black women, but they just weren't checking for him. Right. You know, and growing up, especially in the early 90s, like, everybody wanted a rough neck. Like, mm-hmm. that was, like, the, the epitome, the core of, like, everybody oh, yeah. wanting a rough neck. It, it, it was a rough time for suburb guys, oh, I'm it sure. It was a rough time for the <laughs> suburban men. <laughs> So <laughs> coming up in that era, like if you weren't like the, you know, 
the most aggressive of the aggressive. Right. You weren't like out here gangbanging and like nobody barking was like a dog. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nobody was checking for you. So it's funny because, you know, saying all that to say my brother now almost ex- no, I wouldn't even say exclusively. Like, I mean, if, if he date, if he approaches a black girl and he's attracted to her and whatever, I mean, he's dated black girls. But, you know, for him to be with a white woman does not phase me. Right. And, you know, his most recent girlfriend was white, did not phase me. Like, all I thought was, you know, she's really sweet. And I hope that, like, you know, she makes you happy. So I have no reaction to that when it comes to him. Well, but I think uh, but I think you made a good point. Right. It's not that he had an aversion to black women. Right. Like it was a situation where there wasn't um, a mutual attraction. Right. For whatever reason. And so obviously you got to get in where you fit in. Exactly. So I think I think that. Those are the those are the people that are lost in the conversation. Yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, we forget are like realistically put like think about yourself, like would you be checking for this guy? Like and so somebody else did. I know, I'm the quintessential person <laughs> <laughs> for that because I definitely feel like I fall victim for lack of a better way of saying it to a very particular image of Mm -hmm. what a man is like to me first and foremost i want a protector first and foremost so you know unfortunately i think that by default you know the expectation then is to have certain characteristics as it relates to sizing a person up and feeling like oh they look like they can fight they look like they'd be able to protect me you know, they look like they're not a stranger to that. There, there goes those barbaric instincts of yours, <laughs> like all these, all these survival <laughs> tactics. But yeah, you, you, I'm a modern you, day Neanderthal. You, you, you definitely want like a macho man. I mean, I don't know about when I hear macho man. I, I don't know. What do you? I, I mean, I, well, what do you I just like of? zoom to like a WWE wrestler. Well, so I don't really. <laughs> well, not well. Of that. course, yes, but, but no, not that. But in terms of just like you said, like a certain a, level of machismo. Yes, yes, like yes. a certain level of. Yeah, I guess machismo is like the best way to put it. Okay, there you go. I, I don't really know what else <laughs> to say about that, but I think that you know, but. I do think that we have to look at the other side. You know, I do. You know, there's two sides to every coin. So, you know, kind of even using, you know, my own brother as an example. Again, my brother loves extremely, be- I mean, who doesn't? Extremely beautiful women. Yeah. Um, he, as all people are attracted to attractive people, um, he, he really likes people that other men want. I think that he also kind of falls victim to that. He's definitely the man that wants to know that other men want you. Um, I think that he likes to kind I mean, of work for but, it. But it doesn't everyone. Yeah, but saying all that to say, right? That'll be a bonus clip. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit more. Okay. Saying all that to say, though, you know, I, I, you know these these kind of suburban or nerdy or however we want to term them, black guys aren't completely off the hook, though, because I feel like at the same time, it's like, you know, listen, this world is about the survival of the fittest. So at the end of the day, were you actually checking for the black girls that probably were more in your league? Or were you only checking for, you know, the cheerleader? Were you checking for the popular girl? Were you checking for, you know, the prettiest of the pretty where everybody's shooting their shot? Right. So if we're kind of going to a default where everybody, especially when they're young, everybody kind of falls back on their defaults of what they feel, what they were kind of brought up to find attractive in terms of characteristics. That's not always the most politically correct. 
so like the awkward black girl like right. and her and her conundrum then right and 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 interestingly enough she ended up with a white man right you know because he got her right Although I think she was checking for a black guy for a while, he was checking for a dude. But you know, no, needless to say, needless to say, she ended up with she ended up with white Jay. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you know, are those the awkward black guys checking for yeah. the awkward black? Is that an awkward overload? Like I don't know. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, I would say yes because I feel like you know, two two similar people can't be with each other, even though it probably would make sense because you have you know you're like-minded and you have similar interests but opposites usually attract right so you're always you're always going for something completely opposite of who you are yeah so i can i can completely see how how that would fall where it may but i do think that you know for us to kind of look at the other side of the coin and kind of look at you know really what how did how did someone get to that point where they feel like they have to go outside of their race? Like, and not everyone we're talking about just the yeah. situation where they were checking for someone within right. their race, but they but, were driven out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they were driven out. They were driven out. <laughs> so then to that point, if we have any of our listeners that feel like, you know, they have wanted to date within their race, but they were driven out, you know, tell us what your situation was. Um, you know, you can, Hit us on our social media accounts, um, bougie underscore bu. Be part of the conversation. Thank you.